The Hello Health Clinic now offers one-time consultations through video visits. Our most popular is the Lifestyle Assessment, which is a 360-degree picture of your health and well-being across eight dimensions. Get started today. Visit our website at hellohealthclinic.com. Welcome to Hello Health Today, where health is a leadership strategy. I'm Dr. Carmen Mohan. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope you had a healthy holiday and you're ready to activate your New Year's resolution. Each year, I strongly recommend everyone honor the hallowed tradition of making a New Year's resolution. If you didn't take the time to make a health-related New Year's resolution, I hope you'll make one today. Drumroll, please. This year, I'm going to run 2,021 miles. Now, know that by Valentine's Day, 80% of Americans will have failed in keeping their resolution. So chances are that in the past, you've made a resolution you weren't able to keep. So if the vast majority of us are doomed to fail, why am I all fired up about New Year's? Well, I like to focus on what the other 20% are doing. You know, 20% of us keep going. Why is everyone so focused on these failures? Let's stay positive, people. What do those top 20 percenter people know that we don't? It's more what they do. There's no reason why all of us can't be resolved and firm in the commitments we make and keep for ourselves. And there are four things I've noticed about people who are successful in health-related resolutions. Number one, they set a big goal that inspires. Number two, they make the goal part of their identity. Number three, they focus on process and progress, not the end goal itself. And number four, they anticipate and prevent obstacles. So let's talk about inspiring goals. Big goals inspire others to support you, but also help others think, man, if she can do it, so can I. Which means you help people envision better versions of themselves by being transparent about how you're trying to grow. So when I say, I'm going to go run 2,021 miles this year, it's really hard for me to like say that and not think, am I really? It lets me know that 2,021 miles is a growth goal and growth goals are worthy of support from others. Already, several training partners of mine have told me that they'll come and run or walk along beside me. Folks have sent me cool virtual races for me to sign up for, and my kids have started waving at me when I leave the house. Go, Mommy! Go, Mommy! Big goals let people cheer you on, and people really like being able to support you. I got the idea for this big goal from my all-time favorite coach and co-author, Olympian Jeff Galloway. Jeff's run-walk method is famous, and he challenges his athletes to follow his example by running the number of miles of the year. So in 2019, Jeff completed 2019 run-walk miles. Guys, Jeff is nearly 75 years old, and he runs a marathon a month. No joke. He's my inspiration for what athleticism can look like across the lifespan. So I'm running 2,021 miles in 2021, basically because Jeff Galloway inspired me to do it. A big goal helps you show up for yourself. It's too big for you to leave yourself out of the day-to-day equation. If I want to run more than 2,000 miles this year, I'm going to have to think about where my run fits into every day no matter how busy I am. 
And if I shirk on the miles on one day or don't run at all, I'm going to be doing quite a few 10 milers. The accountability is built into the goal. In case you were wondering, I have to average 40 miles a week if I want this to happen. I can't leave it to chance. Sometimes sharing a big goal doesn't immediately elicit support or admiration. Sometimes people will treat you like you're a little crazy and you have to shield yourself a bit from their disbelief. At least two of the folks I've shared my goal with asked me why. Like, why on earth would I need to run more than 2,000 miles this year? So you know it's a big goal when some people just don't get it. Let's move on to number two, making the goal part of your identity. If you've been a regular listener, you probably know I'm really into running. The label runner, in quotes, is part of my identity. I competed in track and cross country in high school. I was a 3,000 meter runner in college. I'm a marathoner now, and I've qualified for and run the Boston Marathon. So after more than 27 years of long distance running, I'm a runner is part of my DNA. But let's say that's not you. Maybe you would only consider running if a tiger started chasing you. Obviously, you don't have to be a runner to be healthy. All kinds of exercise confer similar benefits, and it's important to find something that fits with who you are. In this case, consider embracing the identity of athlete. I'm an athlete is a strong identity and calls to mind regular, consistent, striving toward physical fitness. Now, let's say you don't have an exercise-related goal. Maybe what you want to do is start a meditation practice. Oh, I love that goal, by the way. Meditation trains our minds to be more attentive, which means we can soak up the positive aspects of our lives and counteract all the negativity. It's a great goal and inspiring. I mean, who doesn't want to have all that perpetual calm and happiness embodied by the Dalai Lama? In this case, there are several different identities you could choose from. You'll be able to say to yourself, I'm a meditator. I'm the kind of person who woos positivity. I'm really present, or I'm totally zen. One other example. Let's say you're ready to give up something. So my favorite thing for folks to give up is alcohol. It's another fabulous goal, and a lofty one given the amount of wine, beer, and cocktails that we were all ingesting during Zoom happy hours in 2020. So I love this goal so much. Giving up alcohol will immediately help your muscles get stronger, your heart will become healthier, and it'll enhance your capacity for restorative sleep. But it's really hard on our brains when we feel like we're losing something, like social time. In fact, our brains don't really accept the word don't before a verb. For example, when's the last time your partner told you, don't forget your keys, or don't forget your coffee, and you actually left the house without that very item? Telling yourself don't drink is like insurance you'll be drinking a couple of beers every night. This is where embracing an identity is particularly powerful. So instead, tell yourself, I'm a tea drinker. Or if you don't like tea, I'm drug-free. The point is to embrace a new identity that helps you stick to the goal. Let's move on to number three. Why should we focus on process and progress not the end goal itself. When we focus on the process of changing so we can meet our goals, we act in the here and now, which is the only part we can control. 
we're more likely to move past mistakes or imperfections and return to striving after best laid plans are disrupted. And you can guarantee your plan is going to be disrupted. When we focus on progress, we pat ourselves on the back for trending toward health, and this creates the positive upward spiral of motivation required to push us toward the loftier goals that take time to achieve. My favorite part about my New Year's resolution, who cares if I actually don't achieve 2,021 miles? It's a long way! If I even make it to halfway to this goal, I'll be able to brag I ran 1,010.5 miles this year. Never mind the fact I'll be more fit, happy, and healthy. I pretty much am always pressed for time, and I'm looking for efficiency in my personal health and wellness program. If there's not a more efficient way to exercise, like, I've never seen it better than running. I tell you what, there are just so many healthy parts involved in the act of running. First of all, getting outside, seeing full-spectrum daylight and green things, it's just so good for me. The sunlight resets my circadian rhythm, geographic navigation of the run course is a great brain exercise, and after I've made running or walking a regular habit, a lift in mood is inevitable. The cardiovascular workout is just an added bonus. The process itself will push me toward a positive outlook, and that's its own reward. Notice that I didn't say anything about the speed of these runs I'm going to do. They don't have to be fast in order to count. I'm going to enjoy them, so it's just a distance goal. I'm not planning to huff and puff or be miserable on these runs, and chances are I won't run every day. So I'll be out there enjoying many easy, gentle jogs, focusing on the process. It really helps make the goal seem less daunting. Finally, let's talk about anticipating and preventing obstacles. Let's face it. There's a reason it's never occurred to me that running 2,021 miles is a really good idea. For one, I abhor treadmills, so I refuse to get on them. That means I have to run outside, which is another problem because seasoned runner though I am, I have a hard time feeling motivated when it's cold and wet outside. Cold and dry, that's fine. Warm and wet, I love summer rain, but cold and wet makes me want to hide under the covers. While I cultivate the mindset, there's no such thing as bad weather, just poor prep. Even I can admit that being cold and wet is simply a miserable experience. I anticipate the weather will often conspire to derail me from my destiny. So I've got plenty of coffee in the house, waterproof trail runners, and a special raincoat made just for runners ready in my closet. When the weather threatens my resolve, the expense of that special raincoat gives me a kick in the pants. One of the biggest predictors to successful athletic accomplishments is injury prevention. You know that old adage, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure? Well, in sports like running, you can imagine we're prone to overuse injuries. If I actually want to go as far as I'm planning, I have to really think about recovery time, self-care, good sleep, and running shoes. I have to change out my shoes every 300 miles or so, kind of like rotating tires. I've already got several neuromuscular massages on the books, and I've registered for virtual training groups to keep some company so all the positive self-talk doesn't have to originate from me. In a nutshell, I've built my support system before I need it, and I know I am definitely going to need it. 
notice how I'm not planning on relying on sheer force of will or discipline to get me through. By the way, just because I'm going to run so far doesn't mean I think you should too. I've been a runner, again, for more than 27 years. It takes a little bit of creativity for me to maintain my athleticism as I age, and this goal is highly personal to me. I've shared it with you so you can imagine your own version and feel inspired toward an even better version of yourself. If you'd like a walk-to-run training program, my book written with Jeff Galloway can be found anywhere books are sold. It's called The Women's Guide to Health, Run, Walk, Run, Eat Right, and Feel Better. I'll leave a link in the show notes. It's time for the action steps for today. Number one, set a big goal that inspires. You know it's a big goal if you're not quite confident you can do it. You need to plan for how to make it happen. And when you share the goal, at least some people think you're crazy, but many others feel inspired by you. And a special subset will say supportive things, check in on you, and share relevant resources. Side note, pay close attention to those special supportive people. They belong in your vital friends network. Also, it helps to get started on a big goal right away. I'm very happy to tell you I've already completed 37 miles, so there's only 1,984 to go. Number two, embrace your identity. Make your goal part of who you are. It's a lot easier to stick to a resolution when you can imagine stepping into a better version of yourself. Number three, focus on process and progress. Every step you take toward your goal makes you better and healthier. The process can be quite enjoyable. Number four, anticipate and plan for obstacles. Everyone with a big goal needs infusions of inspiration. Get help from an accountability partner, supportive friends, a coach, or maybe your dog. Of course, if you're looking for a skilled partner in any of your health or wellness needs, we at Hello Health would be happy to help. Check out our new website online, hellohealthtoday.com. Finally, please take some time right now to rate and review us. It helps other people find us. Until next time, remember, today is good. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Because I am a medical doctor, it's important for me to tell you that nothing I say here in this podcast can substitute for your doctor's advice. My lawyers make me say the same thing this way. The contents of this podcast are neither intended nor implied to be relied on for medical diagnosis, care, or treatment concerning any individual. Under no circumstances does this podcast create a physician-patient relationship, nor does it constitute engagement in the practice of medicine or the provision of any healthcare service to an individual patient. This podcast should not be used as a substitute for professional diagnosis and treatment. Consult a healthcare provider before making any healthcare decisions or to obtain guidance about any medical conditions. The producers of this podcast expressly disclaimed responsibility and shall have no liability for any damages, loss, injury, or liability whatsoever suffered as a result of reliance on the information contained in this podcast.